Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor. Because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello there, modern lovers. Not only are you going to have a sexy body and a great sex life, how about a great relationship? I really want you to think about this. Do you know anyone who has not suffered heartbreak and heartache and disappointment in love? Ah, my hand is up. Lots of heartache, heartbreak. That's what makes me an expert on modern love because I know all about how to fail. And our guest today, Dr. Gary Salyer, has written a book that I think is so important. And I want you all to go to Amazon right now, even before you hear the show, and grab your copy of his book, Safe to Love Again. So take a deep breath and think about the heartbreak you've been through. Didn't you promise yourself it would never happen again? Didn't you promise yourself that no matter what, you'd learn better? And I love the fact that in this book, Dr. Gary is going to show you the path he's walked with hundreds of his clients, allowing them to reclaim their hearts and a life full of love. So just before I introduce Dr. Gary, I want to let you know that Saturday, October 12th, you can join me in our Modern Love Training Center for a training called Heart of Gold, igniting the 12 heart powers in your heart. And that's very, very important. And I'll give you just a tiny bit of a taste. The three most important heart powers are love, of course, wisdom, naturally, and truth. And many people think, oh, I'll just tell the truth. But here's the deal. If you tell truth without love, it's called brutality. So join me Saturday, October 12th. Go to Eventbrite right this minute. Grab your ticket if you're already part of our True Love, True Prosperity Mastermind program. You, of course, come at no charge, and you get to bring a guest. All right, or go to love at docway.com, love at docway.com for more information. Now, quickly, here's our Ask Dr. Brenda question. It says, Dr. Brenda, I just started dating again. After ending a two-year relationship, I've been dating a few different men and I started seeing someone on a regular basis, and I'm slowly feeling this could be something special. Everything has been fine until he mentioned he is seeing other people. I told him I stopped seeing others to concentrate on him, but his response was he wants to see other women until he's sure I'm the one. I feel empty and sad, but I don't want to end the relationship. What should I do? Oh, empty and sad. I think you need to set a boundary. 
I think it's important if you feel this is something that you really want to move forward with, that you not set yourself up for disappointment. See him on a more casual basis, not on a very, very focused basis until either you or he or both of you reach the conclusion it's going forward or not. But don't put all of your eggs in a basket that's got holes in it already. All right, so without further ado, it's my pleasure to introduce Dr. Gary Salyer, who has spent a lifetime learning how to step into secure love styles so that he can teach all of us what he's learned. Welcome, Dr. Gary. How are you? Thank you, Dr. Brenda. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Now, tell us about your journey of love. One of the things you have said is that everyone deserves a love that lasts. How did you come to write this book? What's your story? Well, for me, it started at seven, growing up in an alcoholic family, and I just noticed that people didn't feel loved, and there was so much misery. So I went to college, decided I was never going to have that happen to me, and I, so I had a, a religion degree and a psychology degree, and my senior year, they gave me a, a test. And just as I'm walking out of the professor's office and they're giving me the results, he says, oh, by the way, you got a 90% chance of having a divorce. And oh, I my was, goodness. Oh, yeah, man. It was, I was floored, shocked, because I had two degrees. I stayed a fifth year. I delayed graduation to get a third degree in marriage and family. I said, boy, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. And then 12 years later, I'm looking at a divorce. I'm going, how did this happen? <laughs> so I do. Oh, wow. So oh, yeah. education certainly is no protection because it's education of the mind, not the heart. Absolutely. You know, and it doesn't really, you know, you're doing ideas, and it's not dealing with the feelings that's actually running the show. Yes. Big ideas are nice, but feelings trump ideas when it comes to love every time. Every time. Wow. So what kinds of feelings get in the way? Well, the ones that I talk about in the book is, you know, it takes four feelings, four secure feelings to really feel loved or to make someone else feel loved. And those four that I talk about that every brain needs to feel loved securely are welcomed with joy, worthy and nourished to have your needs met, cherished and protected, and empowered with choice. So the opposite are what you're talking about. The ones that get in the way are when we give or take unwelcomed, unworthy, uncherished, or disempowered. Like the person you were just talking to about wrote in, she's feeling a lot of uncherished at the moment, unprotected. And yeah. Maybe some of the others. Yeah. So, hey, what would have been your advice to her? Jump in there. Uh, I would have said to her, okay, he's got a right to date around, but I, it, I would, but she's got to protect herself until he learns to commit from going deeper and getting more bonded than him. So I would go out, but I would not let it get very intimate in terms of physicality. Uh, Not that. (laughs) All right, so we're on the same page there. She's got to protect herself until she feels secure or he's able to commit. So, Gary, what else happened for you that put you on this path to really devoting your professional life to learning how to create healthy love? 
Well, after the first one, I doubled down. I said, you know, if education degrees didn't do it, let's let's do therapy. Seven and a half years of therapy. And I get I said, I'm good to go. Get married again and within four years that one is failing for many of the same reasons. And I do therapy for a couple of years again and then I notice that in the women I either show up for or who I pick, that the same issue of distance is always there. And I said to myself, after one heartache with a woman I deeply loved, therapy and degrees have done me a lot of good, but what they didn't do was change my core style of picking people or how I relate. And one night I said to myself, if they can't crack the code, I will. Excellent. So when you notice, now this is really important because I know a lot of our listeners have been on this road of repeated heartache, repeated heartbreak, and I have to say that I find that most marital and relationship therapy is inadequate because it doesn't do enough in terms of actually taking a picture of your genogram, and that shows the family patterns. It shows the emotional patterns, the relationship and communication patterns. That's what we're all working to transform, and we have to learn better skills at the same time. So what did you discover as you started down this road to find what really works for you? Well, the first thing was, is uh, for me personally, uh, at first I thought I married two very, very different women, and externally they were extremely different. But there was one commonality there. that, And I began to notice, as I began to do my own work, that led to the book about 12 years ago, that one feeling was always there, distance. I either created it or I chose it. You created it or chose it. Now, this is important, everyone. I want you to actually make a note. If you see a pattern in your relationship, ask yourself, how am I creating it or how how am I choosing it? Because we all do it. I have had a pattern in my relationships, and it was such a shock to me to see that I was choosing what I would say was my mother over and over. My mother was brilliant, beautiful, charming, elegant, and angry. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. So everyone, we've all got a pattern. Now, Carrie, how do we go about, once we discover I'm choosing it or creating it, how do we go about transforming the pattern? The first thing is we don't judge a talent pattern. We've got to get in deep rapport with it. At first, uh, I, I began to judge myself for that. Like most people do, oh my God, I'm screwing up, you know, what a big time failure. But at one point in time, you know, distance was the best deal available. Whatever the pattern is, at one time, usually as a child, sometimes maybe in an early relationship, it was the best deal available. I had a borderline mother who was violent. Did you want to be close? No. Distance was what kept me on the planet. Ah, yes. Yeah, you didn't want to be in that room with her. (laughs) So the pattern at one point was functional for you. it it was salvation (laughs) at one time. And it usually is. Whatever we're doing at one time was better than reaching out for real love. 
because real love wasn't available. And then that security pattern, the problem is it's like our brain gets a, you know, a security notice, but it never gets an expiration date. So while that was Say really that good... Say that again about the expiration date. Run that past me again. It's like, I got, this, I got this, my brain gets a, like a security memo. Please don't reach out to mom, right? Keep uh, distance. But it right. never got, a, it never got uh, like a, a memo that say this thing expires when you go to college. <laughs> okay, there you go. So that, that's a great way to put it, Gary, that once the pattern is in place, there's a lot of work that has to happen to really dislodge that pattern. Exactly. And if we stop judging it, that's the first thing. It's there to protect us. And the biggest thing is when we look at our patterns, to ask ourselves, what good thing came to us at some time when we ran this pattern? And I then that again. It, I'm sorry. I didn't quite get that. At, what one, good time, thing, at one time, what good thing came to us that ah, was okay. really working on our behalf if we had this pattern? Right. For me, yeah. So, And then if you can find the exact flavor of safety your brain's seeking in any mm-hmm. pattern, mm-hmm. And, you, and then you can work with it. Then you, it's working for you. You just have to give it back its, uh, the flavor of safety it needs. That's why I called it safe to love again. It was mm-hmm. not safe to feel cherished and protected. That's mm-hmm. to be a part of a we for me. So it's not an accident that my first marriage, she said I'm lonely. In my second marriage, I be I had someone who wouldn't create the we for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because so we what's important death. is yeah. that you have a pattern. At one mm-hmm. time, it actually worked, and it provided some sense of safety or relief or a sense of connection. But the other side of the pattern is it has a dark side, right? It has a dark side, but mostly a safety side, just a safety side. Like, I was working with a couple last year in which he was, he didn't like the idea of a we, wanted to go do his own thing, and she was tired and not feeling cherished and protected in a we. But the day came when I had them doing an exercise when she could really switch in, you know, and really empathize with him, and he gets phobic about the whole thing. At one point in time when he was six and seven, every time his mother stepped into him like in an empathetic manner, the purpose was to swap, swap him out for, for, his, for his older brother. Okay, we're getting a little too complicated, I think, for the audience. Yeah. If we can keep it to maybe okay. here's the thing to notice. The thing to notice is when you're running the pattern, you feel safe because on some level all of yeah. these patterns come back to creating safety. Exactly. At least it feels like it's safety, even if it's not really safety. Yes, it was safe at one time, but not now. Right. Okay, so safe at one time, but what it does now is it destroys relationships because it creates distance. Exactly. And now, if we can just, so whatever, for me, that was that feeling of uncherished. Now, if I can give myself back, or a client that has this, runs a similar pattern that needs distance, if I can give them back cherished, then they think, oh, it's good to be in a we. Now they're creating we. Now they're not setting up distance. So how do you give back partner. being cherished? How do you do that? Well, <clears throat> there's some deep, you know, what I do is I, I do some techniques in which we go back to the very time when to the little one, when they were feeling at some point in time 
uh, uncherished, and then we work at helping that early state feel safe with feeling cherished. And the moment the brain says, wow, uh, I can feel safe being cherished, it will automatically upgrade. It always takes the best deal. Uh, you just, there's some complicated it. techniques, but the brain knows the best deal and it always takes it. You just kind of give it to it in a safe, calm, loving manner. Good. That sounds wonderful. Now, you have three truths that you live by. What are those? Well, the, the first truth for me is, um, you know, that there's no such thing as a stuck state there's, you know, at all. There's just a state that needs a little more empowering, Okay. Uh, so there's no stuck. There's just no stuck people. There's just a few stuck states. I'm whatever I'm doing. Um, if it's not working, that's not me. It's a pattern in me, and that's huge, huge. Because then you get out of the blame game, and then it's that uh, love is best lived in the the little moments. That love is won and lost in little moments, not big moments like anniversaries or you know going out on big dates with three dozen roses. It's won and lost in the little moments. And that, uh, now, say that well, one more time. It's one and lost. And lost. In the now, what does that mean? One and lost. Okay, so, you know, it's one and lost in that little moment where she says, you know, uh, I really love you. And you give her a quick peck on the, on, the, on the cheeks rather than just taking her for a six-second kiss and saying, I love you too or it's not holding eye contact, or it's just missing that little two-minute conversation because you're busy doing something for work, and this was really huge, and you could have said, tell me more about that, honey. Okay, so it's about really being present, that you're going to win or lose in those little moments when you're not present with the other person because you're preoccupied or you're something. You're not there. Exactly. We have to be present. We have to be And what is your third toward. one? I want to make sure we get this, the third in. We're going to win or lose in those little moments, and what's the third one? You know, the funny thing is, Brenda, I had about ten, and then and the website said three, and I can't remember what all the, which three I picked out of the ten. That's okay. <laughs> Give know. us one that's your favorite right now. Okay, then the favor, my, my real favorite one is that it's, it's better to be present than to, to live in the future and think love is not based on hope, it's based on having. What's in the uh, present? Yeah. Having that connection right now. You know, it's funny, I was just at a spiritual retreat, and when I asked our teacher, and there's actually a one-minute video of this up on uh, my social media If anybody wants to uh, go to Facebook or Instagram, you'll see this one-minute video with my teacher, Umaji. I said, what's the purpose of the retreat? And he responded, without missing a beat, to live a beautiful life and to have a beautiful life, you have to be present. If you're having a cup of coffee, be fully present with the coffee. And we're saying, more than coffee, be present with the person who is most important to you, the person you're in relationship with. And, you know, Gary, doesn't that also extend to being present with ourselves? Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot of us have learned to get out of our bodies, get into our heads. We've all been there. And being present in this moment is is the key. Because if you're present in the moment, 
then you can pick up the clues. And it's and love is all about just responding to the little bids for attention that we give each other, you know, multiple times, hundreds of times in a day if you're a couple. You know? Yeah, attention and the other things you talked about, giving approval, giving uh, the validation. Go back to those first four, because I want everybody to make a note of those. You guys, write these down, okay? Bring those first four again, Gary. Well, what I say is that every brain on the planet uses four feelings from the time you're one year old. So it's not about mental stuff and getting in your head uh, to know when you're loved. The first one is welcome with joy. That's like when you wake up in the morning and say, good morning, gorgeous, and you hear those, you know, gosh, he loves me. Worthy and nourished to reach out for your needs so that when you ask for your needs, you know they're going to turn towards you and try to give you an attuned response. You're worthy. Cherished and protected means I'm a very valuable me inside of a we. And I get to be me, but I'm in a supportive we that's like a safety net underneath me. And then empowered with choice. And that just means I get to create my experience in a we, and I get to have a voice. I get to, and and my partner shares influence. So if we feel welcomed and worthy and cherished and empowered, we feel loved. Mm Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Now, Gary, what do you want to leave us with? We're running right up against the clock here. Use these four feelings to navigate your relationships. If you're out there dating and you have a long list, take two or three of them and start saying, how do I feel with this man or woman? Do I feel welcomed and worthy and cherished and empowered? This will give you a better GPS for navigating. And if you're in a couple situation, just track. How are we doing this with the four feelings? How do I feel with this person? And for those people who've got childhood wounds, and I haven't met the person who didn't have any, it's important to notice, I think, what you said earlier about noticing whether it reminds you, basically, of being at home and you're using those old patterns to protect or defend yourself. So it's noticing how you feel and noticing if you're going back into one of those old patterns. Is that it? It is, and not judging yourself, but just not simply judging saying, yourself. Oh, come on, Gary. Self-judgment's really useful, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it can be, <laughs> but it doesn't usually change very many states. <laughs> That's true. That it one. doesn't change things. So, Gary Sailor, everybody, I want you to pick up his book. It's available on Amazon. Give the full title of that book for us, Gary. It's called Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve. Beautiful. I love the title. And everyone, you can reach Dr. Gary at Gary Salyer. That's Gary, and it's spelled S-A-L-Y-E-R, GarySalyer.com. And Gary has a free set of little videos that he calls love notes with interviews with notable experts on love like our friend John Gray and super important that you do everything you can to learn how to love. So many thanks, Gary. And I also want to invite all of you to join me Saturday, October 12th for Heart of Gold, Igniting the 12 heart powers of your heart now. And we're going to ignite love, wisdom, truth, gratefulness, 
compassion, understanding, poise, balance, self-control, forgiveness, of course, and intuition. Those are the 12 powers, and we all need them to navigate not just our love lives, but our lives in general. So do be with me for that important training here in our Modern Love Training Center. Grab a ticket on Eventbrite. Bring a friend so you've got a wing person. And we will have a very special guest joining us on that Saturday. That's Saturday, October 12th. Big thank you to Cliff Dunning, our executive producer, and to all you modern lovers. Get out there. Learn better. Love better. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you.